Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Rumblings, Podcast 382. I don't have a lot to say this time, but I did get Warhammer 40k Darktide as sort of a turkey day gift. I would just refer to that as Darktide from now on if I mention the name. I don't think I have a lot to say about it, but hopefully you'll enjoy the show. Darktide is, I believe, most often referenced as a horde-type game. There are four players. There can be bots, but that's usually only if the match gets to a certain point and they haven't found players to match in. Almost always, it will be four actual people. And in most cases, those people are all queued up at the start of a game when I play. There are four current classes from the Warhammer universe. The one I play most is Veteran Sniper, who is basically focusing on long range, and their aura and abilities are based on kills at range. Sort of the opposite to that is Zealot Priest, who focuses on close-up melee. Their special ability is a charge. There's a Psyker, I'm not sure what their uh, sort of sub-name is, but they are basically a spellcaster if you spec them out to be. They can use pretty much the regular weapons, but their special weapon is a staff. They're the only one who can use that. So they call upon the warp, and then the staff does little pew-pew damage or big explosions, depending on how you fire the weapon. It also introduces this interesting peril mechanic, because when you're fighting with a staff, you don't use regular ammo. You have to manage your peril. The more peril you have, up to 100%. I I believe the more uh, sort of bonus damage you do, but if you get to 100% and then you do anything else, you will probably explode (laughs) and go into a down state and then the people have to come rescue you. So it's a pretty cool and interesting twist in that you want to build up bonus, but you don't want to build up too much, so you have to purge it out. They also have a ranged sort of head-popping ability instead of grenades. So you can hang super far back, try and target one specific guy, and then focus on him for a second, and then you just pop. It's a little bit tough to do in crowds, uh, especially if there's a big horde, because they just get a little halo around their heads, so you're not always quite sure who you're locked onto. But it is definitely a very different take on the sort of regular classes. It's very different. And then the last one is an Ogren. I'm not sure they're subclass either, but they are basically a big brutish guy who's about one and a half times the height of regular people, probably two, maybe three times as thick. They are the super tough boys. They're kind of sort of the tank of the group. There's no real way to sort of draw a threat to you, but they can take a lot more hits, and their special ability is they sort of charge through and knock down the enemies. So they're a little bit of control and a little bit of sort of damage absorption. 
and just kind of stand in the way between the bad guys and your team. I was never interested in previous Horde-like games like Left 4 Dead, or I believe the Gears series also had Horde-like game modes, but I was very into the Mass Effect multiplayer, which I think this reminds me of quite a bit. So if you're not familiar with those, again, it's four players and you're going on specific missions to do specific things. With Dark Tide, I have heard there are 13 mission types across five maps, but the maps are quite huge and they can sort of connect and overlap different sections. So there isn't sort of one set path through any one map. It may close off or open up different sections depending on what run you're doing, as well as all of the activities being randomized aside from the specific thing you're trying to do. Like one mission type might be to get to the end boss and assassinate them. So there's always going to be that end section that's where you pretty much know you're just going to be fighting this big boss at the end. But another one might be to reset a reactor. So you don't know, you know what you're going to find along the way, but you do know at the end there's going to be a big reactor and there'll be certain waves you have to fend off while you are resetting various things. Along the way there can be different mission goals. There are points where you will just stop and either fight off hordes, which is actually very rare, as more often you will have smaller goals you need to do while you're doing that. Like there will be a sort of hacking device that you put on certain spots and then you defend that area for a while and sometimes the hack will stop and you'll have to go in and fiddle with the device so you know one of the teammates has to fiddle with it while the other ones sort of guard them. So that can be quite interesting. Also there is something they are calling an AI director, which I guess is in several games of this type, which will determine what kind of bad guys are coming at you, how many elites, if there is a boss, all depending on how good the team is doing and how they are composed of what different classes and how those uh, people are equipped. And speaking of equipment, it seems like it is fairly open. There do seem to be specific weapons for each class. Like I mentioned, the Psyker has a staff, and they're the only ones who have a staff. And I believe the Zealot Priest's special weapon is big two-handed electrified hammer. I'm not sure what the Veterans is. I think it's just a certain kind of uh, class of specific weapons. I believe the Ogryn is the only one that has several special weapons because they can carry super heavy weapons. So they get one that is like a double barrel heavy artillery machine gun, which is pretty crazy. They are also, I believe, the only ones that have a shield, which actually kind of looks like a door uh, for normal sized people. But other than those, you can pretty much equip whatever kind of weapon you want on uh, whatever character you want. Like the veteran sniper starts out with a, I believe it's infantry las gun. So it's a long range kind of laser it does single fire shots and while someone like the zealot priest doesn't start with access to that pretty quickly I think by either uh, level 4 or level 6 uh, they have unlocked access to that so you can play something like a vet which is designed for ranged fighting uh, as an up close character if you want to focus more on uh, melee fighting or you know the opposite with a zealot priest you can focus more on range fighting but their perks are all going to be designed for a specific role. So sort of flipping that might be uh, not the best idea. 
But Fat Shark did say they designed this game to be sort of 50-50 uh, melee fighting and ranged fighting. So I would say that the Vet and Zealot probably aren't too far off from that. I probably spend uh, far too much time just staying ranged as the Vet because I'm pretty terrible <laughs> at melee. Uh, so I try to avoid that if I can. But ammo can be a little bit of an issue, uh, especially if you have other Vets in your group who are also... Uh, trying to get all the ammo. I said I didn't have much to say about it. Uh, I guess I had quite a bit more to say than I thought, but I like the game uh, quite a bit. It is super fun, but the reason why I said I don't think I had a lot to say is because that's pretty much it. The game is actually very basic in design. There's maps with uh, specific goals which can vary depending on the map you choose. There are varying difficulties, so you can try a harder difficulty uh, at a lower level. I don't recommend it, but that is an option to you. I have seen uh, level 30 characters in uh, difficulty 2 missions, which seems a little strange, but uh, you can do it. But overall, its basic design is just there's a map. Uh, you're trying to survive. You're trying to do whatever the goals are on the map. And there are a somewhat limited number of bad guys. There's sort of the horde minions that take almost nothing to kill them. There's shooter guys, there's range guys with flamethrowers, and there's a few other types, you know, I won't spoiler everything, but if you have played something like Left 4 Dead, you probably will not be surprised uh, by Dark Tide. I'm pretty sure uh, they're pretty much exactly the same guys, just, you know, in the different universe type. I have only played Left 4 Dead for like two hours, but I did recognize several of the uh, same sort of types of enemies. I guess there's probably not a whole lot of variety in these kind of games in general. But it is a $40 game at base. Uh, 60 if you want some cosmetics and the soundtrack, which the soundtrack is uh, quite awesome in my opinion. But overall, probably in those first maybe four runs you do, you will pretty much have seen everything there is to see except for, you know, certain bad guy types will only come out, uh, you know, more rarely, or, you know, bosses on average, I would say, are probably one every three maps. So, you know, you won't see totally everything, everything. But in terms of the idea of the game kind of plays like this, uh, you definitely will get a strong feel for it within the first couple of hours. So in that sense, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a whole lot to it. If you're the kind of person that feels like that kind of thing would get repetitive, uh, it does. Uh, I played probably around 20 hours, and it is repetitive, but to me, it's also still, you know, super fun to play because it's randomized. You know, even the maps I've been on several times, I'm still kind of lost and <laughs> confused uh, quite often. So I could see myself playing this for quite a while, but I could also see myself uh, getting kind of tired of it. You know, this hacking area on this one specific map I know, you know, I've seen it a lot. You know, I could see that getting repetitive, uh, you know, fairly quickly compared to other games, you know, like an MMO or something like maybe Destiny 2, where they're rotating things around uh, quite a lot more often. The maps and missions do change in terms of what you're doing where, and this is a game which they plan on supporting quite a bit, so I expect it probably won't be too long before we see new maps or new missions. I would be surprised if we saw a new class or new weapon types in, you know, anything less than maybe four months. 
but they are definitely in the works and they will definitely eventually come. I would say check out some videos, uh, see if it's something you might be interested in. Like I said, it is a horde mode game, and from what little I've played of other horde mode games, it's probably not going to be uh, that different in terms of how it goes about uh, what it does. But the Warhammer universe is one that isn't uh, super mainstream, so it might be uh, very different and interesting in that regard. The maps are absolutely insane to see visually. They are completely beautiful. There's a lot of lore and character in everything you see and look at, especially the bad guys. And I'm even playing on low, and I'm still like, wow, this looks really great. So if you're interested in uh, science fiction shooters with, you know, horde mode, like I said, for me, I think it uh, is very reminiscent of the Mass Effect multiplayer game. I think it was uh, 3 specifically that I got really into it. And I'm just as into this uh, in the same way. And in many ways, this is kind of what I always expected the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer to sort of evolve into, but it never actually changed. So I'm very happy I have a game that you know is finally like that so many years later. Like I said, it's $40 for the base game. Uh, Christmas is coming up. I don't think it will drop uh, in price too soon because it just came out. But I wouldn't be surprised if in a few months uh, the price did lower a little bit and it was even cheaper. If you have a PC Game Pass, it is out for PC on Game Pass. The console launch for Xbox, which I think that's the only console it's going to be coming out on, has been delayed a little bit. I don't think it's too far off. I think it is just uh, a few months out. I'm not sure. But there should be uh, plenty of people streaming it and putting up videos so you can take a look and see if you might be interested. But that's really all my thoughts on Dark Tide. There's not really a whole lot of news, so I'll just put this at the front of the close. Marvel Sons is now out. I am interested in it, but it's got a lot of sort of mixed reviews about the role-playing base side of things and the combat side of things. Reviewers tend to favor one or the other. Some have said the mix doesn't really work for them, so I will probably definitely wait for that to go on sale uh, before I pick it up. Callisto Protocol is now also out. Again, the reviews have been kind of uh, disappointed slash mixed on it. Some think it's okay. Primarily for me, I've heard combat is not the best, and in addition to that, the game can be finished in about 10 hours. So for me, those are both, you know, big uh, wait-for-a-sale kind of conditions. So I will be uh, waiting for that one. Those look pretty cool and interesting. I did like the Dead Space games, so I would be interested in checking that out. And that's really it for this week's podcast. I guess it will be Christmas, and technically New Year's weekend will be when the next podcast is due. Don't know if I'll have anything new to say, so I don't know if that will be uh, delayed by 
you know, Christmas and New Year's. I don't know if many people would care to listen uh, during that time. But I don't know, I'll probably uh, put one out, but I don't know what else I will have to say. I don't really have much going on. I'm very worried uh, about my bills. I have enough for the web space, but not the email, and that's coming up in uh, the web space will be just a few weeks, and then the email will be due, I think, early to mid-January. So that's, you know, $50 I don't have for that, which is uh, very worrisome. I'm really hoping uh, some Christmas gift money comes to take care of that. And then it would be really nice to be able to go to school again next quarter. So that's another uh, 75 I don't have, not counting any materials cost, which I had forgotten that could be a thing. Uh, one class I'm looking at taking, uh, the professor said there's an estimated like 100 and... 20 to 150 in materials so that's like the professor I talk with and hang out with uh, quite a bit on campus uh, did say he would spot me for materials if I needed materials and he would take care of me so that could be uh, very helpful but just getting the 75 to sign up for classes is uh, very difficult so I don't know I don't know uh, what my future holds but I'm trying to stay uh, very hopeful oh uh, speaking of that Apparently, I have been unbanned from eBay for life, which is very confusing. I don't understand. If you say you're banning somebody for life, uh, why did you start spamming emails at me? And then I try and log in and things work fine. I don't know. So I have now sold my uh, dead laptop's hard drive for 25 bucks, which is basically nothing. Some jerks have said they would buy my dead laptop and then not paid me. So that's happened twice now. So, you know, I put it up for sale. Somebody says, hey, I'll buy it for this much. And I say, hey, okay, cool, thanks. And then they don't pay me. And then I have to wait four days. And it's like, okay, well, they still haven't paid me. So I'm just going to cancel this. And then they let me repost it. And it happened again. So now I'm in the third cycle of posting it. I did talk to customer support, and they said there was a way to uh, sort of block people from doing that, and that if they don't pay, there's this invisible strike on their account that says, uh, you know, they have a strike for non-payment. So hidden in your user settings is a way to uh, block offers from people with non-payment strikes. So I'm hopeful that the next uh, offer will be a real offer. And then... Uh, you know, if I get money from that, that would cover, you know, the bill and possibly, hopefully, school as well. So things would be okay if that happens uh, very soon. Because, you know, they're going to hold uh, the money for a little while, and it takes, you know, a little while to close that out and stuff. So I am very uh, worried about my bills still, but uh, trying to stay hopeful that that will happen or I will get some uh, gift money to be okay. And I don't know what I'll talk about next time. Uh, tentatively, uh, end of the year slash New Year's weekend. And hopefully everybody has a good uh, Christmas time and New Year's time. And hopefully I'll see everybody then. Okay, thanks. Bye.
You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License 2022.